are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because He is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with His purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. What are the laws of life? And in a time where Christians live under grace, how are laws supposed to affect us? You're going to be amazed to discover the truth of that question. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special coffee. You'll remember that coffee stands for Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, always delighted to be your host. My guest today is the Honorable Fred M. Mosley. He describes himself having the dubious distinction of being a tough-on-crime federal and state attorney, uh, attorney, judge, inmate, parolee. And in our conversation today, Judge Mosley joins us to talk about his book, 50 Laws of Life, which actually he has five or six books, but to describe these laws that God revealed to him and that he has been sharing for over 25 years through books, DVDs, speaking, and as presiding judge and executive producer of Laws of Life Court TV. Now, it is with great honor that I welcome to our show today Judge Mosley. Judge Mosley, thank you so much for joining us. Well, Kim, thank you so very much for having me on. I consider it an opportunity and a blessing to be with you on this morning and also an opportunity to share to some extent these laws of life that we're all committed to in one way or another in everything that we do and everything that we say. And I I just love how you, how God has um, just given you this wisdom. Now, I'm, uh, granted, so much wisdom you have, of course, that was even granted through God's, uh, God, the mind that God gave to you as having your master's of law, your doctorate of law, your, you, in your legal profession as a trial attorney um, through the United States Justice Department, a prosecutor, you've been a defense attorney, a state judge. Oh, my gosh, you know, what your mind. Um, and then to be able to take all of that, that knowledge and, and turn it into this biblical knowledge that you've given to us. It's quite overwhelming, but it, but you have written it in a way that it's so understandable, and that's what I love. I love to sit with people who I know have just a wealth beyond anything I could ever comprehend in wisdom, but yet you're able to break it down in, in ways that we can live it, and that's what's so important to me. Okay, before we get started, Judge, I want um, I have to ask you a question. Uh, because I want these uh, my listeners to understand that you have a beautiful wife named Jean. Tell us about your wife and how she's doing right now. 
Well, thank you so very much for asking. She is a lovely lady and uh, certainly helped me for me and all that we, we are, not just me, but she and I are endeavoring to do with respect to the laws of life. And she proofed uh, most of the materials, books in particular, that we make available. And also she keeps me humble by way of making me aware of the fact that it's about the Lord and it's not about me nor about her, but it's about the things of God. So I'm blessed more than ever to have a wife such as her. Thank you for asking. Well, I just had to I just had to bring that up because I remember, Judge, the first time I met you was that I had heard about you, I knew about you, I had admired you from a distance. But when I met you at Content Twenty Twenty One, which is a, a conference down in um Texas, I met you and I met your wife and then not only did I continue to admire you but just love both of you so very much and just the lives that you are living and what you're trying to what you're trying to feed into all of us. So so let's go ahead and get started in that. Um, let's start with um, answering the question, what, what are the laws of life? Well, the laws of life, Kim, uh, absolute divine truth that governs the consequences of our actions. Everything we do and everything that we say activates one or more laws of life, either in a positive or in a negative way. And as you and I and many others are aware, any time you mention the term law, believers in particular yeah. are of the impression you're talking about the Mosaic law. But when we make yeah. reference to a law or the, or the laws of life, we're talking about laws that were established in the Garden of Eden. Each of these 50 mm. laws that we share with believers and, and whomsoever will they can be found in the garden. And I'll, I'll mention a few in particular to start. The law of the spirit of life and the law of sin and death, Romans 8, 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. If we look into it closely enough and study the word as it relates to this particular scripture, we will determine the fact that the law of the spirit of life was present in the garden. We were under the law of the spirit of life. We did not come under the law of sin and death until Adam and Eve transgressed what God had uh, demanded or commanded that they do and not do. So therefore, the law of the spirit of life was in the garden. We didn't come under the law of sin and death until Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. But we can go through each of these laws of life that we share in the Laws of Life teaching series, and we can find each of them in the Garden of Eden, and they proceed, and this is important, they proceed the Mosaic law. Now, of course, God Mm. gave us the Mosaic law because of our fallen state, and we needed something physical. We needed something we could see. But when Jesus did what he did for us on the cross, then what happened? Then we were were restored under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So these laws of life, we are living every day in some way or another. Now, one of the laws of life we wanted to share early on in this conversation was the law of captivity, deliverance, and restoration. As we have studied the scripture, we can determine the fact that sin will automatically fall into or come to be some form of bondage. Regardless of what the sin may be, 
it will result in that individual or those or that group or the nation that is involved mm. to be brought into bondage. If we recall, every time, not sometimes, not most times, not many times, but every time the children of Israel got involved in disobedience to God, what happened? God sent a mm. nation or allowed a nation, a foreign nation to come to bring them into bondage or captivity. But also there's a pattern here. Every time the children of Israel repented, what happened? God delivered mm. them from that bondage. And thirdly, not only, excuse my voice, not only did God deliver them from that bondage, but God always restored them. He restored them in a way that was much more than they had before having gone into captivity and before having to be delivered. Well, the same is true in our lives. Mm. As we transgress what God has called us to do, once we repent mm. of it, that turns that situation of captivity around and it opens the door for deliverance and the next step then would be the step of restoration. Now I'm going to touch upon my testimony slightly to fit it into that law of captivity, deliverance, and restoration. As you mentioned, I'm a former federal prosecutor with the United States Justice Department, a former state prosecutor in the state of Ohio, a former defense attorney, and uh, so forth and so on. And unfortunately, while I was on the bench, I took some what is referred to as a kickback from a client that was one of the vendors for the court. I was the administrative judge and the trial judge. And as a result, of the FBI got, came to be involved. I was indicted by a federal grand jury, by a state grand jury, and was facing him 132 years of incarceration. Wow. And I was in my 40s mm. at the time and mm. was sentenced to a prison in Big Spring, Texas, a federal prison. When I got to the door of that prison, I saw a sign that said, Welcome to the United States of, United States of America Department of Justice, federal prison. And Kim, I had mm. fallen from the mm. highest echelon of the legal profession to the lowest echelon. Now I'm an inmate in a federal prison, number 3185-0060, in Big Spring, mm. Texas. And Kim, I, I was a Christian at the time. And mm. I asked God the question. I was God, how did this happen? And that's when the Spirit of God started to minister to me concerning these laws of life and what the Spirit of the Lord impressed upon me that I had violated not just man's laws, but more importantly, I had violated the laws of life. But then the Spirit of God impressed upon me that he was going to show me how to turn this captivity around that I found myself in. He was going to show me how to be delivered as a result of relying upon his laws, his kingdom laws, and then I would be restored. But he required that I study and develop 50 laws of life to be shared with the body of Christ. To make a long story mm. short, I was confined in a federal prison for 40 months and based upon the law of mercy. Now, I'm, I'm confined under the law of captivity. Remember, the law of captivity, deliverance, and restoration. But because of yeah. the law of mercy, mercy prevails over judgment. God says he's made his mercy a higher law than his judgment. So what happened then? 
while I was in the federal custody, I was paroled after 40 months of a 12-year sentence wow. in the federal system. No, yeah, 40 wow. years sentence in the federal system, which was, re- no, wow. it was reduced down to uh, 40 months. I'm sorry. It, this is, this wow. is about 40 years ago, and some of this gets a little cold on me. Excuse me. So then I was paroled from the federal system, but I still had a state detainer. State deputies picked me up from the federal prison and brought me back to Ohio, and then I was thrown into jail in the county where I had sat as a former county prosecutor. And then, of course, that in some respects was to meant a death sentence for me to be sentenced, uh, confined in a state prison, and it came to be three different state prisons in the state of Ohio, but God is merciful. God is kind. God was moving me toward something. Somehow he was going to use me in the kingdom. So there I am in three different state prisons over an additional four-year period. So now I've been incarcerated seven years and four months. So the Spirit of God then impressed upon me that I was to dismiss every motion that I had still pending and was rely upon him for deliverance. That's the second phase of the law of captivity, deliverance, and restoration. Then I did, yes. I came to be obedient what God had called me to do in that regard, dismissed all of my appeals, and trusted God to release, God bring about my deliverance. At that time, mm-hmm. and not too long thereafter, the parole board reversed this decision and granted me parole. I was scheduled to walk out of the prison on April 16th, 1993, but there was a prison riot in the state of Ohio at that time, and certainly no one expected me to be able to be released during the time that all the prisons in the state were locked down. But when God says it's your time, nobody can stop it. So I then (laughs) moved into the deliverance stage of the law of captivity and deliverance and was delivered from state prison and had already been delivered from federal prison. And then the next Mm. stage of captivity, deliverance, and restoration is the restoration stage. And Kim, God has been been restoring me over these last 25 or 30 years, allowing me to minister in the prisons, the TV programs, radio opportunities, and uh, appearing before a congressional subcommittee and opening doors under the law of restoration. I say all that to say this. God is not a respecter of persons. What he did for me, he will do for you if you allow God to move in your life in the way he would have, He would want to move and the assignments and the purposes that he has for your life. So captivity, deliverance, and restoration, I've walked in it for the last 25, mm. 30 years. And that aspect of restoration is still ongoing because God is still mm. opening doors. Now, one last point on that. I had mm. limited jurisdiction when I was on the secular bench. Now, Kim, I don't have any limitations as to jurisdiction <laughs> because the laws of life are not confined to one city. They're not confined to one yeah. state. They are not confined even to one country. The laws of life are the same in Ohio as they are in Georgia. They're the same in Ohio as they are in Texas. They're the same in Ohio as they are in Russia, China, wherever it may be, because these are kingdom laws. They're universal laws, and they're laws that apply to each and every one of us in everything that we do and everything that we say. 
And amen and amen. <laughs> My gosh, I just love everything that you said. And, you know, here's the thing, Judge. Most of the time we don't even think this way. And what the question, and, and first, let me say thank you so much for sharing that testimony. I, I didn't know how much you wanted to share. I love you know, I love as believers when we can say, you know, this is what happened to me. I fail. And we can say that mm-hmm. without shame, shame, because we all do. The Bible tells yes. us, and friends who are listening, I want you to know, the Bible tells us in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned, and we will all fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. So, you know, we're all in the same uh, need of grace and mercy when it comes to that. We we fall in different ways, and but but I love what I love this law thirteen that's in the book, the fifty laws of life for for all of you people who are, are getting ready to order it on Amazon right now. But um, but Judge, thank you so much for sharing that because you know now you've got my ear. It, it's one thing um, it's one thing to hear truth. But when you know someone has experienced it, uh, when when they when they know that they know that they know, there's just something more about that. It's like it's um, it's like you humanize uh, Judge Mosley for us, and and now we're ready. It's like uh, we know that what you've written here, you've lived, and I think that's um, I mean that to me that's just so critical. Um, Judge Mosley, I wanted to go back and and just because I want to make sure because you said. Now, this is important, and so I want to go back, and I want to make sure that our listeners understand something that you said that is so important to, to really leaning in and, and understanding why this law is so important, because you're so right. When you mention law, people shake their head and walk away. It's like, oh, no, no, we don't. I love the fact that if you'll just go back and maybe just dive into this or just repeat it again, whatever, that the laws that you're talking about precede the Mosaic law. Can you just explain that just a little bit more? Because I want people to understand how important knowing and understanding these laws are. Um, for me, like a uh, like an everyday, I, I, I was trying to think of a, an example for for us, and I was thinking about, uh, and maybe you can speak to this, I was thinking about, you know, being born in the United States, we're born into freedom, right? But we still have laws that we must live by to maintain that freedom. To There are laws that we, we live by. Under grace, we're, we're free from that mosaic law, but there's still laws. So would you explain that, the Garden of Eden and how um, the, the laws there that, that your books come from precede the Mosaic Law just a little bit more? Well, I, I'll endeavor to do so, Kim. Every country, uh, every governmental uh, authority has law. They Not only do they have law, but they have a structure. That's where I should, that's where I should start. Every government has uh-huh. a structure. And every government has laws. And we are under, well, let me, let me attempt to explain it this way. I understand there are about 8 billion people on earth today. And of those 8 billion people, they are under one or the other of two laws. They either fall under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus or they are under the law of sin and death. 
going back to the garden. Mm-hmm. Everything that we, first of all, in order to be removed from under the law, uh, which we're, which some are now under the law of sin and death, that they have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. The only way we can be removed, uh, uh, be moved from under that law of sin and death, death is to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Now, that's just one mm-hmm. of, that's the major law of life that's in the garden. Again, before the Mosaic law. Yeah, now, and that in is, order to, to try, yes, Kim. No, I'm so sorry. I'm so I, I did not mean to interrupt you. There was a bleak in our system here. You go right ahead. But every kingdom has laws, and if one thinks in terms thinks in terms of it in that way, that there's going to be laws in every situation of life. Well, let me try to make it a little simpler for me and for your listening audience. There are some absolutes that we accept on a regular basis. One being the law of space. Kim, if you if you're in a setting where if some if you're seated on a chair, if someone where you are wants to sit on that same chair, they couldn't do so because there's a law. There's a law of capacity. Two bodies cannot occupy the same space at the same time. There's another law that we are here to weave without giving any thought to it. Mm-hmm. When water reaches 32 degrees Fahrenheit, what happens to it? It automatically freezes. Mm-hmm. That's, an, that's another physical, chemical law that we accept we adhere to on a regular basis. If I were going to, to Georgia from Ohio, I wouldn't go by way of California because there's a physical law that I respect and adhere to. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. God uses those things we can see to help us to better understand the things we cannot see. So the point here Mm -hmm. is that God uses these natural and physical things to cause us to be aware that there are some other spiritual laws that are more as important, if not even more so important, and those laws are the kingdom laws. They're the laws of life. They're the laws that overrule all of the other lesser-included laws because they're laws that were established in the garden. They're laws that carried out throughout the Old Testament into the New Testament, going back to the law of Moses, for instance, the Mosaic law. Mm-hmm. The Mosaic law did not uh, violate the laws of life, the laws of life which were written on our hearts in the garden, those same laws of life were restored to be written on our hearts. And Jesus on the mount said, you have heard it said. Well, Kim, what was he referring to? He was referring to the Mosaic law. But then he said, I say unto to you, making reference to the laws of life, that these were the laws, these are the kingdom laws all the time, the Mosaic law was just something that was used in the interim until our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did what he did for us on the cross. And now these laws of life, these kingdom laws, are written on our hearts. And I know that is uh, what I just shared. It sounds fairly simple to me, but it may sound very convoluted to your listening audience. And the reason I say that is that it comes by revelation. Yeah. And a person comes well, to understand and appreciate the laws of life, not by way of some mental uh, academic ex- exercise, but it has to be revealed to each individual mm-hmm. by and through the Spirit of God. I hope I helped some there. I'm, uh, oh, I, I doubt if I did, did, but I try. 
No. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Did you ever? And and you did it perfectly, and we can understand it. And that's that's what I, that's what's so important about this is because, you know, it is so easy for us just to shake this off. And it also kind of reminds me, you know, when Paul tells us to walk um, – uh, uh, live our life according, you know, to worthy of our calling. It's it's like knowing these. It's another, knowing the laws and understanding understanding this the way you have written them. It's another way for us to um, uh, armor ourselves so that we see red flags and we understand why what we're doing and how to how to turn that around. It's on. It, it's just. So I can't even tell our audience how important it is to really understand what God has given to you. And I love what you said. You know, you you pray it through so that God gives us a deeper understanding in our own personal lives. But these laws are just are unchangeable. They're they're unshatterable. They and they, and they are protective. They protect us, don't they, Judge? They will yes, literally they do. protect us. Yes, absolutely. And I, I that's what. So, um, so well, let's just let, dive into that a minute uh, when we come back. Let me tell you, we're going to have to take a 30-second break. Uh, this time has gone by, is all, half our program is already over. Uh, we're going to take a 30-second break, and then we're going to come back, and I want to talk, I want to answer that, I, I would love you to answer that beginning. How do, how would knowing these laws, how do they protect us? Because people so we we get in our mindset that it's all about God trying to judge us and punish us and um, you know put us in a corner because we've been bad or all these things being the great judge. I want you to explain in only the way that you can how these laws were set up to protect us and to show us God's love. And then I'd like to go into some of these laws, the laws you just talked about, the law of spirit of life and the law of sin and death. Uh, to our audience, that's the first law that's in his book called 50 Laws of Life. But when we come back, uh, Judge Mosley hopefully will answer that question about how the law, how these laws protect us. And then we're going to go into some of the specific laws, like the law of forgiveness, the law of mercy, gifts. We'll, we'll go into some of those and let the judge explain some of those to us. Now, audience, I want you to know if you're listening some of you are just writing so rapidly, you don't want to stop. You just want to hear judge. But if by chance there is someone that has a question and you'd like to call in, of course, we'll we'll take a couple of questions as time permits. But for right now, Judge Mosley, we're going to take a 30-second break, and we'll be right back. And I'm going to ask you to talk about how God's laws are set in place to actually show his love and to protect us, okay? We'll be right back. Yes. Thank you. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. I grew up on tour with my parents. Kind of different, but we bonded over music and we talked. Honest conversations, like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted in my own life. And I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. In whatever you do, talk. They hear you. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, your host, delighted to be with you today. 
If you'd like to learn more about what I do and the ministry that God has so richly uh, allowed me to be a part of, you can go to www.kimcrable.org to see the many ways that we are trying to serve others by serving God, literally trying to be a voice of hope throughout the world because God is our hope and everything that he does is for our benefit. So I'd love for you to um, check out our webpage and get to know us more. Well, friends, you're ready for me to get back to our guest today because, like I told you, this is a very special coffee. We have with us the most incredible man, Judge Fred M. Mosley. And I will tell you, he has lived every gamut of life and has lived it so that he can bring glory to God and wisdom to us. Judge Mosley, thank you again so much for giving us a full hour of your time this morning. Again, it's my blessing to be here. And thank you so much for inviting Oh, absolutely. To our listeners, I want you to remember that he does have uh, many books that you can, before we end here, he can tell us um, exactly how we can find those, the website. I have it right here. I also want you to know that he is... um, you know, he, you can call upon him, I think, for different radio shows or whatever. But he also has his own show that we'll talk about the, um, before we end here. So there's many ways to uh, stay in contact with him afterwards, maybe not personally, but through his TV shows and his books. And I know that you're going to want to do that. So, But that's coming at the end for right now. We're going to go back into that question that I um, asked beforehand because I just feel so many times, Judge Mosley, that we, we're, we're taught that, that God is a, is a bad guy in the sky and he's just waiting on you to mess up. And when, when we mess up, he's going to zap you. And, uh, you know, there's just it, it, so, many, so many times God has been made out to be a bully. Uh, don't you agree? And, and if so, how, how do these laws actually show his love for us and his protective nature toward us? Well, thanks so much for that question. These laws of life are designed to protect us. Each of these laws of life have a positive side and a negative side. And by Mm -hmm. and through the spirit of God, we are instructed as to the positive side and when we are operating on the positive side or when we are operating on the negative side. A law, uh, for example, that we can make reference to, the law of exaltation and abasement. Scripture says, whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, but whosoever shall humble himself shall be exalted. If you belong to God, whenever you or I get involved in self-exaltation, the Spirit of God is going to reveal it to us. We are going to get a nudge in our spirit that um, my thinking has become arrogant and prideful because pride comes before destruction and a heart of spirit before fall. So yeah. through these laws of life, bind through the spirit of God and pressing upon our spirit, we are reminded of when we're operating on the positive side or on the negative side of one or more of these laws of life. Another one, another example would be the law of notice and warning. And all, many of us mm-hmm. have heard it said, you never know what God's going to do. I could walk out today and a rock could fall on me or a bus could run me over. So you never know what's going to happen. The Spirit of God says through his laws of life that I will do nothing unless I first reveal it to my servants, the, pro- to the prophets. 
The secret things belong mm-hmm. to God, but those things that are revealed belong to him and, and his servants forever. In other words, God says, I want you to know. Matthew 10, 26, I think, says to us, there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. So as I walk bind through the spirit of God, not in my own strength, because then that mm-hmm. becomes legalistic. But when I depend right. upon God through his spirit to let me know what's the right side or the positive side of a particular law of life and what is the negative side, and to help me bind through his spirit again to walk on the positive side of the, these laws of life, it is so important. Everything we do, everything that we say on a daily basis, we are activating one or more laws of life either in a positive or in a negative way. Man's law says something such as this. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. And that's why man's mm. law looks at transgression of state statutes, ordinances, municipal, or those uh, laws that have been designed by federal or state government. But I say to you, and I say to you this in all humility, ignorance of kingdom law is no excuse either. And why do I say that? It's because God is using individuals such as Kim, such as me, such as so many others who have gotten the revelation concerning these laws of life and how they impact our lives. Let me give you another crude example that so many have used, passes over years. If I was born and reared in the forest, and was kept there all of my, uh, through my young years and my teenage years, younger and gotten into early adulthood, and somehow I wandered out of the woods and found my way in a huge 40, 50-story building. And I wandered up uh, by way of a stairway, uh, got somehow on an escalator, got up to the top floor and fell off. The fact that I was ignorant, Concerning the law of gravity, does that lessen my consequence? Mm. That may be a rather harsh example to use, but I hope it somewhat makes the point. God is making us aware of these kingdom laws and the fact that we're operating as on the pot. First of all, we have to understand these laws and how they apply to our lives and the fact that we're operating as on the positive side or these negative, are the negative side of these laws. The law of words. By our words, are we justified? By our words, are we condemned? How often are we making statements? Are we saying things that bring us on the negative side of the law of words? The law of health. We can be born again and still be uh, attacked, bind through our bodies by with illnesses and sicknesses. And God wants us to know and understand that there are other kingdom laws that deal with issues such as that. This issues concerning our healing. Every aspect mm. of life, there is a law of life mm. that covers it. As you read through the mm. scriptures, you can find laws of life embedded in every uh, line of scripture because God did it that way. He made it that way. Most people disagree with me when or if I make this statement that God is the ultimate legalist. Not talking about the mosaic now, but talking about the kingdom laws. Right. So the laws of life, it is imperative yeah. that we come to understand how they function in our lives and the lives of our children and our spouses and others who are close to it, the body of Christ in general. I hope that helps some, Ken. 
it helps so much, and I and it just I hope that to our audience, to my my friends who are listening, that they are their eyes are opened widely as as mine were in this because you know I've been a student of the Bible for over thirty years, but I loved the way that you broke this down because I find myself in the ways I'm speaking, the ways that I am acting, you know, it brings, it brings to me these laws. And, you know, what is it in, maybe it's in the, in the book of Deuteronomy, it says, choose you this day, life or death. And to me, it's almost right. And I feel like I'm choosing um, when I'm progressing through my decisions, I feel like that when I filter it through these laws, the way you've laid it out, that I am literally able to choose life or death in many of the situations. Does that make sense, Correct. Judge? Yeah. Yeah. I just love that. So so it is. And, and one other thing that I wanted to go back and talk about when you said that may sound harsh to you about, you know, the the – um, falling off the, the building. See, that's just it. We have gotten, and, and I want you to respond to this. I feel like that in our society today, we have gotten to where we think the truth is too harsh. And so we're yes. trying to pad it up and make it sound better. But the truth is, if you don't agree or if you don't respect the law of gravity, you will die. So really, Correct. by knowing the law, that is protected. And so as believers, aren't we, it, I mean, doesn't, wouldn't it behoove us to really be more bold in speaking what may seem harsh but doing it in a way that's compassionate like you did so that people really understand the truth and, and quit worrying about, I don't know, Judge, sometimes I feel like we're so worried about hurting people's feelings now that we're not thinking about hurting them eternally. You make a good point, and you just touched upon another law of life, the law of accountability and responsibility. We are accountable. We are responsible for sharing with the body of Christ the truth that God has revealed to us. He revealed it to us, not just for us to consume it based upon our personal concerns, but also to share with the body of Christ. And, Kim, that's the assignment that God has given us to justice ministries and the laws of life is to share these laws of life because we're accountable to make certain every opportunity that we have to share these laws of life with the body of Christ that we exercise, we take advantage of that opportunity, such as the opportunity that you've given me here today. Well, I so appreciate that, and, and that is from your book, Law 7, uh, that I had marked the law of accountability and responsibility from the scripture of Romans fourteen twelve. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. It's funny, we want to give an account to everyone else, but it's, that's not what the word says, doesn't it? We will give an account to ourselves. And I don't know, I just, and you go on to talk about the word tells us that we are accountable for every idle word we speak, that we are yes. to be mindful of our daily activities. I don't know, Judge, how are you, I mean, when you look at the news and you see what's going on in our world today, how, what are we to do about that with, with all of these laws? How can we best be a, um, you know, be that accountable to God's word? I mean, does it just take more boldness? Does it take, what are we to do? And the, the world's in a crazy kind of shape right now, isn't it? Very much so. And what, first of all, that would be necessary for us to do 
And as you endeavor and your listening audience to come to understand today is to recognize these laws of life. To give you a very quick example, this incident that happened in Memphis, Tennessee, with respect to the young man who was killed by way of a beating yeah. death by way of yeah. police officers. Yeah. And yeah. you heard me say that in every fact situation, there are laws of life embedded in that fact situation. Well, Kim, mm-hmm. the Lord revealed to me some 15 or 20 laws of life that were embedded in that fact situation. Wow. Because wow. You, you cannot conceive of any fact situation, I don't care what it is, that there's not at least one or more laws of life embedded in it. And you can see where mm-hmm. the individual in many instances were operating on the negative side of one or more of these laws of life, coming quickly to the law of sowing and reaping, which most of us are familiar. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And if we note that scripture, is not confined to unbelievers. It's not confined to believers. So whosoever, well, uh, I want to rephrase it. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever, that's all inclusive. We sow. We shall right. reap. So, Sister Kim, if I'm a believer, but if I'm planting bad seeds, no point in me deceiving myself that I'm going to get a positive harvest. I may be on the right side of the law of the spiritual life and sin of death, and sin of death. I may be headed to heaven, but I can have a hard time down here because of the seeds that I planted. I experienced that. I was in the church, was a deacon uh, in my church, uh, studying for pastoral ministry, and I planted some bad seeds. As a result, mm-hmm. I received a negative harvest, and that applies across the board, and it applies to a nation the same as it does an individual. It applies to a group the same as it does an individual, and certainly it, it applies to our individual lives, whatever we sow, all-inclusive. That shall we also reap, but the only thing that's added to that, we, 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 we reap it later, and we reap more. And then it comes as as it relates to kinds. The law of kinds comes under the law of sowing and reaping because everything produces after its own kind. So the negative seeds that I put out there, depending upon the kind that they were, I'm going to get something back similar that's in kind, but I'm going to get back more and later than I put it out there. It is not a respectable person. It deals with all of us the same way. That's why I'm so excited about the laws of life because it gives everyone, especially believers, a level playing field. I make mention of this on our Sunday program, is that the reason we name Justice Ministries Justice Ministries is because believers are looking for justice in the wrong places. And the only mm. person, the only entity from and by and through whom we receive absolute perfect justice is from God through the laws, the kingdom laws that he has established. That he established in the Garden of Eden. That is so amazing That's- to me. He had it all planned he had it all planned all along. He knew what was going to happen, and he made Absolutely. a way for us to be restored with no matter what, how far we had fallen, no matter what we had done, he had already made a way. He knew he was making a path for us to get back to him. What a God that we serve and how he just loves us. Yes, it's amazing indeed. to me. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, let's, I think we might have time for two more laws, and I would love to go into um, 
uh, I will tell you what, Judge, everything you say is so profound that it takes me a minute to just kind of digest to get to the next question, and I'll come back and listen to this many times over. And I would love to even have you back at some point because there's, there, I mean, listeners, there are 50, 50 laws of life here that are just they're so impactful. And, uh, and, and it gives us, it, it, these laws empower us, knowledge yeah. and wisdom, right, will empower us to live the life that we want to live. We can understand, okay, answer this, if you will, Judge. Let's just say someone is listening. And maybe, maybe they're sitting in a jail cell. Maybe they're sitting in a jail that has no, that, that's self-imposed, you know, guilt or, or whatever it is. Um, that that self-imposed, they're in an addiction or they're whatever it is. What what would you say to them if they're just feeling hopeless and they're saying, "Well, I don't I don't believe God can turn my situation around." Yes, He did for Judge, and yes, He's done for others, but they're just feeling so hopeless. What would you say to them? I would say to them, Sister Kim, and I thank you for the question. There is a law of escape. First Corinthians ten thirteen. And if you would, if you have your Bible handy, if you would lift, pull that one out for us. But the essence of that scripture is that there's nothing that you can get into. I don't care how deeply involved you are, whether it's drugs, promiscuity, or whatever it might be, uh, cheating and lying and stealing, whatever it might be, that God, before the foundation of the world, first of all, he knew that you were going to mess up in that area. And he had already made a way of escape for you, but the issue is, have, the issue is you're getting a determination, you're getting a revelation is a better word, of where you are and what God has put in place to get you out of. So there's no situation that's hopeless in God. And again, I'm a witness in that regard because my situation in the natural was somewhat hopeless. What I'm doing now would, would be something that no one could, could have conceived of 30 years ago, that my way of escape, and sometimes that way of escape you have to go through. Sometimes yeah. the way of escape is to do as Joseph did, turn and run out of that situation. Samson, if he had mm-hmm. stopped talking so much, that was his way of escape. The three Hebrew boys, <laughs> what they had to do was that they had to go through the fire of furnace in order to carry out what God had called them to do. So your situation may be something altogether different, but I'm saying to you without equivocation that God already has a way of escape. Now, what do you need to do on your part? You need to get a revelation. Mm -hmm. How do you get that revelation? By way of prayer, because this is the confidence we have in him. Anything we ask according to his will, he hears us. And if we hear, if he hears mm. us, we know we have the petition we desire of him. So we need to pray to God, how can I get out of this? And through God's, mm. well, first of all, you've got to be born again. We can't skip over this step to be under the law of the spirit of life. But then, God, how do I get out of this? And God will show you step by step how step you can move step. from bondage, captivity, into deliverance, and into restoration under the law of experience. Mm. I love that. And that scripture you talked about, you quoted many there. Uh, it is actually the, it is the, the first scripture, the foundational scripture of all biblical counseling 
or Christian counseling, which I do, but it's 1 Corinthians 10:13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted or when you have sinned, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And that's exactly what uh, Judge Mosley just explained so eloquently. So, friends, no matter where you are or what's going on, if you feel hopeless, it's, it's one thing, you know, to feel that way, but don't, don't rely on your feelings. Go to the, the truth, the laws of the kingdom that uh, Fred Mosley, uh, Judge Mosley is sharing with us, and know the truth. It is, what is it? The Bible says it is the truth that will set you free, right, Judge? Yes, law truth. That's it. Yes, yes, that's it. I remember after um, you heard me speak at, at uh, content, you, you said, oh, you spoke seven laws there. And I remember thinking, I have no idea what he's talking about because I'd never <laughs> thought about it <laughs> through this perspective. And I, I, it just enriched my thinking and my wisdom in a, in a different perspective. And I just thank you. I thank you so much for giving your time to put all of this in writing. And, um, but before we talk about how people can get that, I want to go back since this is, and I know people will be listening to this throughout many, many months, uh, without a doubt, but I, I, there was one, since it is Valentine's day, I thought it'd be kind of month. I thought it might be kind of, um, Interesting for any month to go into your law 14, the law of love. Can you talk to us about the law of love? Yes, 1 Corinthians 13, 8. Yes. Love never fails. That's an absolute. Not love sometimes may work and other times it may not. Oh, in in this circumstance it may operate on your behalf or in your favor, but... In another circumstance, it may not. The word says to us, it's an absolute. Love never fails. So in any given situation that I find myself, you may find yourself as long. But first of all, you have to get the revelation that love is to be applied in this situation, as is the case in all situations. And then get the revelation of how God would have you to show or exemplify the love that should be shown to this person or to this individual, to this group or whomever it may be. And it's not easy. Mm-hmm. I, I'll admit that because sometimes you've gone through a situation that's been very hurtful. But if you mm-hmm. recognize that love is a higher law, see that the laws of the kingdom, they're higher laws and they're lesser laws, the lower laws. And mm-hmm. love is one of the highest laws, if not the highest law of the kingdom. And as long as I apply love in a given situation, it may be in the workplace where the supervisor, some other employees have been very unkind to me. If I employ love, the law of love from the heart to that situation, to those individuals, at some point in time, love will always break down hate. It will always overcome mm-hmm. hate because it's a higher law. Mm-hmm. And to give an example of higher laws and lower laws, when you are flying in an airplane, and most people don't give thought to the fact that there are three or four physical laws that are involved, but the pilot does not violate the law of gravity when that plane lifts off uh, the runway and goes into the sky. What the pilot does mm-hmm. is that he employs two or three other laws of life, and those laws of life, those physical laws, lift, thrust, 
and one other one that I can't think of right now. They come into play collectively, and they overcome, not violate the law of gravity, but they overcome the law of gravity. The law of love is the highest law in the kingdom as relates to the laws of the kingdom. And if you apply, mm-hmm. if I apply love, that is genuine love, not fake love, but genuine love towards that person or towards that group, towards whatever's going on, eventually, it may take some time. I'm not saying it'll happen overnight because there's a law of progression. Eventually, love will overcome because of the higher laws and hate. And even if the person whom you have mistreated, who, who has mistreated you, I should say, never mm-hmm. exemplifies the love that you have bestowed upon them. You know what God will do? He'll bring somebody else to show you mm-hmm. the love that that person should have shown based upon your planting seeds. And it takes us back to the law of sowing and reaping. Be not deceived. Uh, God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, that shall you also reap. If I plant love seeds, I'm going to get a love harvest. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you said something there that I just, I love so much. Everything you said, I said, but I, I, I feel that need, that just ministered to somebody when you said, because I know so many people who are hurting because of the love that they give to other people and those, those people aren't responding. But you said, God will send someone to love you. And, yes. uh, you know, I would just say, I would say to our friends out there, don't be so singularly focused on the one to whom you've loved to not see the one that God has sent to love you. Right, Judge? That's correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's a powerful statement you just made. Every statement you've made is powerful. But, boy, I feel like that was such a revelation to someone or someone today. Um, I just thank you so much, Judge Mosley, for joining us today. I'd like to take a few minutes as we we have uh, – three or four minutes here. I'd love to take um, some time for people to understand how they can reach you. I'd like to uh, talk to them, please, for just a minute about uh, your TV program. Let's let's talk to them about how they can reach you. Well, I can be reached uh, by and through my email, which is mosley, M-O-S-E-L-Y, justice1, the number one, mosleyjustice1 at aol.com. Uh, the ministry phone number for Justice Ministries International is 866-950-5858. Our website is www.justiceministriesintl.com. That's justiceministriesintl.com. So we welcome your calls and your communication, your, your questions, because this is something clearly the Lord has assigned for me to do, and however we can be a, a blessing to the body of Christ in helping each of us to understand better these laws of life, these kingdom laws. Absolutely. And what about, and I was so honored to be asked to be on your, your show that you are you're the presiding judge and executive producer of Laws of Life Court TV. Um, I, that was such an honor to do that. Would you like to share a little bit about that as well? Yes, certainly. What the Spirit of the Lord has revealed to us is that by and through a court TV program exemplifying kingdom laws, that some, there will be people who will watch a program such as that who perhaps would not be, a, be in regular church attendance, if at all. 
So what we endeavor mm-hmm. to do through Laws of Life Core TV, and we say this in humility, but as best I know, Laws of Life Core TV is the only forum where individuals can bring a controversy and receive a decision based upon the word of God, not secular laws, but each of the matters that come before Laws of Life Court TV, we make a decision on adjudication based upon one or more Laws of Life as opposed to secular laws, which secular courts, of course, are committed to. So the individuals who may be interested in contacting us and being a part of what we do on Laws of Life Court TV, you may have a fact situation that you may be willing to have resolved based upon the word of God. You can reach us at that ministry phone number, the email address. And also, we air every Tuesday at 11 o'clock Eastern on Brideon, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-N dot TV. That's Brideon dot TV at 11 o'clock every well, Monday through on every Tuesday, I'm, I should say, every Tuesday morning on Brideon TV from 11 to 11.30. We also have another TV program on Sunday evening at 4.30 Eastern on Brideon where we teach the Laws of Life. And we have a program at the University of North Texas called Laws of Life Forum, mm-hmm. and we apply the Laws of Life to current events. Oh, my goodness. Listeners, I would encourage you. I will write all this down. We will get it on. Please go to Up to Me Radio or KimCrable.org. We will have all this information because we all it would behoove all of us to truly understand uh, these laws of life. Mm-hmm. And and Judge Mosley has just broken them down for us in such a way that they truly are understandable and they're livable. And that's what I'm looking for. I crave to be able to understand God's word in a fashion to where I can live it and it can really protect me and guide me because we all want to live that life worthy of the kingdom of God. So Judge Mosley, I want to thank you again so much for being here today. I want to end the broadcast on on uh, the note and friends, get on Amazon, order the 50 Laws of Life, all the other books that are there, but um, they're just they're just so um, filled with wisdom. But they've spoken to a man who has, um, like all of us, lived life. We've seen highs. We've seen lows. We've messed up. We've picked ourselves up. We've seen uh, times that we felt good about. We've seen times that we'd like to hide under the covers. We've all, you know, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But here's the thing. In this book, 50 Laws of Life, at the very end, Judge Mosley shares his testimony. And I love that we get to know his heart and what he's walked through. But he ends on this note, and I want you and all of us to be able to say this very same thing. No matter how you're feeling, you can, you can end well. Judge Mosley says, I continue to receive God's favor and am working to accomplish assignments given to him. What Satan meant for evil, God has turned for good. What a powerful testimony, and we can all live that. Judge Mosley, thank you. Thank you for, one, being the godly man that you are, two, for for having the mind that can write what you have written, but more than anything, for being such an incredible mentor, a a man of God that we can all look up to and, and follow in your footsteps as you follow the Lord. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you so very much for allowing me to be on and for the encouraging words that you shared. Be blessed. Thank you, sir. 
And friends, I pray that you'll have a, a great week, and I pray that you'll share this with your friends. And let this be a word for all of us. We can end strong no matter what, is, what has happened. We can end strong. Friends, thank you so much for joining us right here on Coffee. And I really do look forward to seeing you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, John. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit kimcrable.org. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit kimcrable.org. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.